Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. being talked about again i enough i'm tired i'm so tired (laughs) like listen i get it i lived through it once i lived through it once and that was plenty that was plenty you know i even like did the cursed thing of rewatching it when i was like 19 or 20 way too late way not the time it's over it's done we're done um and now i'm like i think that just that urge that carnal urge (laughs) you to rewatch Glee. Which comes up. Like, I think everyone can be honest with themselves. It comes up. I feel sure. it Sure. It's a, it's a, it's a bubbling <laughs> thing in your chest. You know, it always is just lurking there. Ryan Murphy's spirit and soul are there just yep. ta- taunting you like the devil on your shoulder. Exactly. But I think we love to romanticize the chaos of Glee without actually being like, oh, remember Glee though? Remember though? Do you remember all of it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but there was a good tweet that I, I fully stand by that if we're talking any sort of reboot, I only want a Glee Project reboot. That's it. A hundred percent. That's it. Yes. I'm, ta- I'm sick and tired of the Glee Project erasure. I'm sick of it. Not a day goes by when I don't think about that beautiful man in his locks or that pasty Irish little shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> the- <laughs> They're like locked into my brain. Yeah. And the songs that they used to make them do. The sexual tension between everyone. Oh my God. And it was like a perfect reality show of like, oh, we want the singing drama of Glee, but also let's let them be real people and (laughs) have chemistry with each other and fight. I love it. I don't know if it was The Exorcism or if it was Nightmare on Elm Street. There was something about like one of those horror movies where like people like from the set died because they were using like human remains yeah. instead of like fake bones. That's how I feel about Glee. It's like so many cursed things happened to that cast while they were filming that I can't rewatch it because there's something cursed about it. Yeah. I regretted it while I was watching it. But I needed to watch it because that's who I was, you know? Yeah. But I can't go back. No. No. I refuse I, to. I've grown. I'm different now. <laughs> and that's the same thing I feel about, you know, what we were talking about a couple weeks ago about people being like, oh, well, I'm going to go back to Tumblr because Twitter's gone. It's like, no, shut up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm an adult now. Stop. I can't Throw do up. this anymore. <laughs> we're di- I'm different now. And we're making a literal Twilight podcast, you know? Yeah. So, hey. Who's, who's the hypocrites now? Listen, we're here. Welcome to Into Twilight. We're here and persisting. Yes. Even though the world's falling apart. Yeah. How are you? I am lovely. I'm great. I'm here. I'm vibing. Are you really? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I feel like at at some point, vibing has just become like a filler word um, because I'm like, am I in my heart of hearts? But you know what? That's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling it. Um, it's been a minute since I've given you a cursed reality show. 
Oh, I wish you would. Um, so I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to give you one. Um, Thank you so much. It is called The Courtship on NBC slash Peacock. Okay. It is a dating show where one woman and like 13, 15 dudes or whatever, you would think like okay. The Bachelor, kind of similar vibes. Um, only thing is uh, they are in a castle and have to follow Regency era rules, clothing, and just all sides, like, and customs um, to find love the old-fashioned way. <laughs> now, hold on. Um, okay. <laughs> now, are these customs solely for the, the, rom- the romance? Or are these also for other things like bathing and eating? Yeah, I think those are normal. I think they they aren't making them like be stinky, which I appreciate. Um, but things okay. like oh, like her parents are there the whole time and making sure no, that stop. and she has like a royal court of her parents and like her best friend and her sister, um, and are just there <laughs> observing and taking notes and being like and talking to the fellas and being like, hey, do you think you will be a good taking notes like on their iPhones <laughs> or on like quills? No, just like with their eyes, like just staring oh. daggers into them. <laughs> Um, and okay. wearing very tacky, uh, off-rip, like, um, Regency-era ball gowns and little suits and stuff. And they, like, have to send, like, letters to each other to, like, communicate. All of their dates are, like, rowing a boat or doing, like, archery or whatever. <laughs> any of these things. Oh, no. And it is bizarre to say the least and this main girl nicole uh is just like i'm gonna find the love of my life and i have it's been you know dating apps suck you know what i mean so like i gotta go back to the real era of love and true love and that's this arranged marriages arranged marriages yes (laughs) for property when they she like eliminates people um they do instead of like you would expect on the batch something like the bachelor they have they would have like a cocktail party where like maybe they would talk to each other and like air their grievances or like see where their heads oh, yeah. at um in this one they have a final dance <laughs> oh my god she picks like you know three or four people that she's not vibing with yet um and then dances with each one of them sometimes saying things to them while they're dancing the only time they can talk to each other is while they're dancing they can't like pull them aside and be like hey i need to talk to you and just picks which of them she wants to continue and which one she wants to leave okay well (laughs) the problem is is that the premise of this is awful yeah but i'm so curious and i do need to watch it uh it is a mess it is delightful it is scary and there's a lot of strange dudes, as there always are on these shows. This I do need to watch because I do love a good trash TV show. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm here to serve <laughs> and to please. <laughs> <laughs> to serve and protect only romance reality. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amazing. Um, how are you yes. doing, my dude? I'm, when this comes out, I am birthday baby. Yes. Yes. It's the season, baby. We're here. I know. We are officially in Gemini season, so watch out. Watch out, everybody. (laughs) Um, It's definitely fuck around and find out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Which is great. I, there were so many things that I thought about bringing. Yeah. As my happy thing this week. Sure. Which is, 
I can't say every week, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that like, I loved the first episode of The Time Traveler's Wife, but I'm holding on bated breath. I'm keeping my expectations low. Yeah. Um, Gotta protect your heart. (laughs) Gotta always protect my heart. Um, (laughs) As Cody mentioned pre-record, I loved Harry's new album, but I am still emotionally too vulnerable for that. Yeah. It's too raw. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm too raw. Um, so what I am bringing to the space is something that I have been looking forward to every Thursday for the past like month. And that is another HBO banger. Mm-hmm. And that is The Staircase. Yeah. If you need to see just the best ensemble cast, if you need a mini series mm-hmm. to watch, if you love true crime, if you needed i don't know that i needed this um if you need to see another thing that tony collette will traumatize you in yeah always crucial uh, (laughs) this is it uh here's the thing i so i have watched i think every piece of media about the staircase sure yeah um just because it is a it's a really fucked up case Mm -hmm. yeah but michael peterson is uh, just a really shitty person yeah. who won't shut his mouth, right. which makes <laughs> for a very interesting content. And I have you watched this, by the way? Uh, I watched the first one or two episodes. I am not caught up Cody. only because HBO has like seven thousand shows that I like watching on Thursdays. So I've, I've kind of so <laughs> I have to like prioritize things a little bit, but I. Um, I do want to get back into it because I did enjoy what I saw. Have you watched the documentary about the staircase? No, I had watched nothing uh, about I think this. It's on like Netflix. Okay, here's what I would recommend. Yeah. I would pause on HBO. <laughs> yeah. This I would pause the staircase on HBO right now. Yeah. And for anyone else who's listening to this, I would pause that and I would watch the documentary on the staircase first. Okay. And here's why. Mm-hmm. It is very focused on Michael. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because I like him. This dude's an asshole. Right. I fucking hate this dude. <laughs> but it's very, the HBO series is very tailored to that documentary. Okay. And uh, we're going <laughs> to, for, it's very intentional. Those two were related pieces of content. Mm, okay. So the HBO Max series called the staircase they're both titled the staircase it's really fucking um but the hbo max team contacted the netflix team and was like hey so we're making a thing about the staircase and the netflix team was like oh my god love that here's all our footage you can use it oh shit here you go and the hbo max team was like no 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 thank you (laughs) um and the and the netflix team like they weren't from netflix it's a french team that they i think they went on to netflix Mm -hmm. the because it's so skewed towards michael yeah what the hbo max team did and they get to this in the later episodes is they absolutely turn on the netflix team (laughs) and they show how biased and skewed their content was so the netflix team was like hey wait a second (laughs) hey i thought we were cool (laughs) we trusted you it was so focused on Michael because the editor of that documentary is fucking Michael. Like, they're in a relationship. Oh, my God. 
and that's why it was so skewed. Yeah, that's wild. Towards him. I know. Yeah. And so the HBO Max piece gets into that and being like, all of the public thinks that Michael's innocent because they received this content mm-hmm. from this lens of the editor who's in love with him. Oh my God. So of course they would. Right. And it's so genius the way that they like uh, showcase that. That's so badass. <laughs> it's so good because you know the Netflix team was like, we fucking trusted you. We gave you everything. Right. How dare you turn you... your back on us? <laughs> Anyways, um, Tony Collette, amazing. Yeah, has never been bad in her life. <laughs> I usually cannot watch Tony Collette and stuff. Yeah. Because her- Hereditary absolutely fucked me up. Yeah. If you are familiar with this case, <clears throat> this is the least traumatizing thing I've seen. Her <laughs> Because I knew what I was going into. <laughs> like, I know what and to she expect. Didn't, she didn't catch me off guard. Yeah. So, I will say that for anyone who is also in a position that I am, where Tony Collette in a mom role who dies <laughs> really right. fucks me up. That is my, uh, not sponsored by HEO Max, but will right. always be sponsored by HEO Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have one piece of current events. We do. It is movie news. Would you like to tell us about movie news? Bah, 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 bah. We got movie casting news. Meh, meh. Speaking of Tony Collette. Speaking of Tony Collette, incredible segue. Um, Thank you. We got a casting announcement for Bong Joon-ho's next film, follow-up to Par- or his film after Parasite. Um, and Yeah, weirdly, it's a sequel. I don't know if people... Right, yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Parasite 2. <laughs> Another yeah. one. Um and we have a casting announcement um, with Robert Pattinson, which we, I think we already knew, we knew. was going to be in yes. that. But now we have more folks in there, which is exciting, um, including Tony Collette, uh, Mark Ruffalo, my dad. <laughs> um, and it's I'm excited. I'm obviously a fan of all of uh, Bong Joon-ho's work and stuff um, and also vibing with, I think, Tony Collette. In the same movie as Robert Pattinson will, and Mark Ruffalo will destroy me personally. It's just like, wh- what is Bong Joon Ho? What do you do? Yeah. What are you, what are you planning? Right. You're making me a little bit nervous, <laughs> sir. Um, but I'm incredibly excited. I also think the other person who's listed, uh, I think, is Naomi Aki, mm-hmm. um, who is going to be in a movie this year as in I Want to Dance with Somebody as Whitney Houston. Oh, shit. Wow. So I think I only know them from, they were in a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And I think there was another, I think they were also in Master of None. <laughs> but I think that's going to be the thing that like most people know Naomi in mm-hmm. coming out this year. But it's just, like, this casting, because we have, like, Mark, who I know has done... He did, like, a serious miniseries recently. If I'm oh, yeah. Uh, I know this much is true. It's so good. He's so good in it. Um, I need to watch that still, because I was like, oh, this looks 
like I'm gonna cry, so I'm gonna not. Right. <laughs> uh, but when I see like Mark Ruffalo, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be sad. But when I see Tony yeah. and I see Robert, I'm like, this is gonna be fucked up. Yeah. So and it looks like it's very <laughs> sci-fi. Like it's based off of this yeah. Mickey Seven, um, which is a sci-fi novel. And we love this piqued my interest. Yeah, adaptations from Sir Bong Joon Ho. He's very good at that. We've seen Robert in space. We've seen Kesu underwater. Yes, underwater. Yes, we just get all the different sci-fi like you know areas covered. Yep. We just need to get them all on there. Just collect all the. Yeah, aliens. we got to get like aliens or something. You know, any of these. Taylor Lautner fights aliens. Yes, that's the next one. Yes. <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. Um, anyone, listen to me, please. I don't even know that they've announced, like, a date or anything for the... No, I don't think we know much about it yet, but I am excited for for whatever this turns out. Yeah, I definitely want to keep tabs. Yeah. Um, we received an email from our mom, Kelly Beck. Ah, yes. And this is just a fun little update, um, from Kelly Beck's work. If I remember correctly, Kelly Beck works in healthcare. Yeah. And this email is titled AAPI Month slash Twilight Crossover. Love that. <laughs> Peaks my interest. Dear Allie and Cody, as if you needed more evidence <laughs> that Twilight is indeed everywhere, my company had a DEI event for AAPI Month. One of my coworkers is really involved in this event. <laughs> oh, no. And when I got there, of course, there was a pianist playing River Flows in You. Oh my gosh. I immediately thought of y'all and had to let you know this happened. Incredible. I would have (laughs) on the ground. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) I I must have said this, I think, at some point in the show. Because that is how we are at this point. Um, But back in a time pre-Spotify, yeah. when I was only listening to stuff on my iPod, which rip, <laughs> Yeah, R.I.P. Um, pour one out. That River Flows in You was the most played song on my iTunes library. Yeah. Oof. It had like 20,000 plays or something, because I used to just go to sleep <laughs> to it and let like, it play. Um, I would just like precariously set my laptop up on my nightstand in high school and just have it on repeat. Oh my gosh. From the speakers. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. That's, that's some, yeah. Oop. That's a, so that's a tell. I, anytime <laughs> I hear that song now, I like immediately go into this like calm zen state. Right. It's really weird. Um, but thank you for sharing that. That is... Very beautiful. Yeah, and I love we love to see it. I am excited to talk to you about these chapters, but I'm also very nervous. Yeah. So that is where I am entering into this. <laughs> That's today. the energy today. <laughs> when, what I remember from last week is Sydney bought a car and was very happy about it. Yes. Rose got into said car, immediately relinquished her duties and fell asleep. <laughs> Just immediately asleep. Um, then they got to small town. Yes. The strangers that were there. They were like a couple of hours from Dimitri's hometown. 
and Rose fought Tusterboy with help of like hundreds of spirits and then got super tired and passed out. That's that's the vibe. That's the energy. Oh, and she woke up in the arms of Dimitri's mom. Right. <laughs> crucially, <laughs> crucially uh, what happened there. The important part. Yeah. So. Where are we starting off? We're starting um, quite immediately after of being like, hey, what <laughs> is happening? Because, um, you know, Rose is being like, this is not what I was expecting out of this. Uh, obviously, she right. came to find Dimitri and kill him. And she's like, I kind of have an even better situation right now where I'm at least in, I'm literally here with his family. Like this is wild. Like I, this seems a little bit more helpful. Maybe I could sort of narrow down the search or whatever. Um, But now she realizes she's in Baia, which is like the town or whatever. uh, Being like, okay, we're here. Dimitri's mother, Uh, apparently uh, her and, um, these folks, uh, like, kind of drove her out, uh, to, or they, these guardians and stuff drove her to this, uh, place to, like, heal her up after she got so fucked up in that fight. Um, and, uh, Dimitri's mother is, like, a doctor and, like, a healer. It's, I do appreciate, too, that, um, Rose, at some point, is, like, wow, she's, like, has a, you know, a a knowledge of healing, not just, like, in a magic sense, but, like, actually medicine. (laughs) Like, she's like, oh, she's like an actual doctor. Like, she's not just, like, not just magic, which I thought was very funny. I love, I love Dimitri's mom. I love <sighs> that the two main things we know about her mm-hmm. is that she is, like, actually medically trained. Right. And that she reads, like, adventure novels. Oh, my God. Yeah. She has, like, so many fun little books. Like, just an energy that's so lovely. Um, and Rose is freaking out, understandably, because she's like, oh, this is like the house where Dimitri grew up, probably, even though he hasn't been here in a long time, like, there's still, like, you can imagine him going through the books and on the banister and, and all these things and just, like, looking at everyone and all these things that are, like, breaking her heart more and more, which is fucked up. It was one of the things that really... Frere Rocher does a lot of heartbreaking Mm -hmm. in her texts. One of the things that really fucked me up in this chapter specifically is that it's not just Dimitri's mom, but it's all three of his sisters with their kids and his grandma. The whole gang is here. Later. (laughs) It's just, oops, all the women of Dimitri's family. All Dimitri's ladies. Um, and she, Rose described, and we know Rose, she's got problems with women, specifically women in authority. Right, yes. Um, and one of the ways that she describes it is she says it's like a house of mirrors, and they're all just, like, distorted reflections of him, and I was like, hey, um, no, I, no, (laughs) no, thank you, uh, because I can just imagine that, like, as soon as she was, because she... I think Elena is her name. Yeah. yeah. Um, Elena's like, damn, you healed fast. You did. Like, uh, <laughs> you're kind of wild. <laughs> like, you recovered pretty fast. And Rose is just there the next morning, just like inhaling these like crepe kind of things. Um, and 
just being like super amazed mm-hmm. by the fact that she's here and found them, but also like everything about this hurts. Right. So and much. like, what does it mean? Like, Which what? Sucks. What do people know? Like all of these questions of, of freaking out and yeah, being. Because like, they seem fine. They're not like grieving. Right. They're I not mean, like indisposed. They're all just doing their thing. And Rose is like, oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm sitting on this. And I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna eat these crepes. Yeah, I'm just gonna eat these cool crepes. Um, so we find out more about this Abe guy, who was apparently yeah. uh, one of the folks with Sydney that brought. Um, oh yeah, Sydney's here too, still <laughs> just hanging out. Um, that brought Rose uh, to Elena uh, to get attention, um, and he is a Maroi, uh, this Abe guy. Um, and apparently had like multiple guardians with him, which Rose seems as like kind of a red flag because she's like, he's not royal. So that doesn't really make a lot of like, that's a little unconventional uh, to have. Yeah, she's really sussed out by that. You know, it's just like, what the, what's going on there? Um, and it's like, okay, th- well, I guess we'll find out later what that means. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just think on Which that. we sort of do. Right, exactly. <laughs> What I love, there's there's a lot of heartbreak in these two chapters yeah. this week, um, and a lot of grief. But I think one of the things, and I think this happens a lot with grief, is like there's also some normalcy too. Yeah, and I think what I love most is, um, I think it's Paul, and I think it's Carolina too. Maybe it's Carolina. Um, who were like, so anyways, uh, did you kill the Strigoi by yourself? Like, who are you? What's your story? <laughs> and I love that, um, especially Paul, who's like young enough yeah. that he doesn't really understand any sort of severity and is like, so tell me everything. Yeah. Actually. It's like, so you kill people? That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. It's kind of sick. Let's talk about it. <laughs> And like, uh, you know, Carolina's like, you can't just ask people that. <laughs> you gotta be nice. <laughs> but I, I love Paul. I love him. Paul is so cute. I, I love it. Um, on the opposite. Oh, and then I think they also start saying like, Elena finally realizes um, that, I think Elena and Carolina start realizing like, that in order to do that, Rose would need training. Yeah. And also she's American. Um, and they're like, so where, like, what school did you go to? Yeah. Like, where'd you graduate? Like, n- normal kind of surface level questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing that Rose doesn't really have a lot to say. Right. There that she wants to say anything. Right, yeah, just being very uh, <laughs> reserved about all of it so far. She's like, oh, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, looking for someone. Yeah, it's like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm on a mission. Don't worry about it. It's cool. Uh, we don't yeah, need I'm to talk like about it. <laughs> don't worry. And then we get Yeva? 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 Yeah, yeah, I think it's Yeva. Yeva sounds uh, right. Grandma is my favorite character. The fucking energy so on this woman could kill a person. <laughs> In a very, I, she is just, she like struts in, um, has, it's just like this, you know, 
witchy energy, you know, has this just like no fucks given. Also is under five feet, under five feet and just like can call out your bullshit or sense it or doesn't call it out, but she just is listening and is like, "Mm -hmm, I'm going to remember that because that's a lie. You know, like (laughs) you can say whatever you want. She's just like speaking under her breath. Right. And it's just like, "Mm, what you said was a lie. Yeah. And she's (laughs) notably the only person in the household that only speaks Russian, like does not speak English at all, which is adding to the the mystery. (laughs) which i love yeah it's unclear if she understands english right. or if she's just like reading off of vibes it, can, it could be both. yeah honestly. i also feel like she definitely could just know english and just not <laughs> want to speak it which i also respect heavily i also yeah i love you that. know because that's a power move for sure 100 percent. um yeah i love i love her energy she is my favorite person. I love her and Paul. They're great. Yeah, just <laughs> um, Dimitri's family. Great. All all bangers, it, you know. And honestly explains a lot of who he is, which I appreciate too. Yeah. Um, and I, I also love that Rose is like, well, um, this woman's definitely going to find out who I am. Right. And what I, I got to get out of here. So, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like, can we uh, do a little tour? Can I take a little walk around? You know? Um, and Vic- Oh, Victoria, you want to give me a tour? Great. Let's go. Oh, bye. Let's go. Bye, Let's go. everybody. Bye. <laughs> Just leaves a, like, uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, cloud of dust. <laughs> in her <wake>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they're, like, walking around downtown by a- <laughs> seeing the sights. Rose is like geeked out because it's a real town. Yeah. And that's not what she was told about. These right. Places. She's like, I've been in places that have one gas station and like a car, <laughs> you know, yeah. forever. And now I get to see the fun, this fun little energy town. Like, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of great vibes. Fabulous. Well, and they always described these like hampier places as like villages. Right. Yeah. Know? And she's like, what the fuck? This is like um, it's not a rural camp. It's not a farm settlement. There's humans that are living here. Right. It all seems normal. And it's not like every- the spooky quote unquote blood whore commune, whatever. That's like right. the the legend that everyone's kind of been saying of like, ooh, spooky. Don't go there, you know. Um, but it's not. It's like a real Rose is very quickly right realizing everything that she was told was a lie. Interesting. <laughs> Why? I wonder what that means. Anyway. <laughs> Let's not deal with that now, Rose. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Uh- <laughs> this interaction between uh, Victoria and her friend, slash the guy who is, like, obsessed with yeah, her. Yeah, her friend, wink, wink. <laughs> right? Yeah, this guy is fully in love with her, and she's like, no, we're friends. <laughs> oh, Nikolai? Yeah, he's just my friend. Yeah, no, he's he's cool. <laughs> yeah, their interaction is very good. Um, a for Rose spends a lot of time thinking about school breaks, which is weird. <laughs> it's like didn't need this amount of detail, but thank you. Um, they yeah, but thank you. Though. They go into this like remote school that's like three hours away. It's like super tiny um, and whatever. Um, and apparently, there's this you know from Yeva's perspective and in the family, there is very like gendered, very specifically gendered norms of 
guardianship and and women specifically. Um, and you can get a taste that Victoria like would maybe wanna, but like you know has never even considered or thought about it because of these like very patriarchal norms of like the woman stays at home and does all the things while your men go out and fight the big bad vampires, you know. Yes. There's also this moment when they're talking about guardians where Nikolai and Victoria use, uh, or say a word that Rose hasn't really heard of before, Mm -hmm. which is unpromised. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. And Rose is, and that is something where it's like, you are a guardian, you've killed before, Mm -hmm. you have the, the The marks. marks, Yeah. But you aren't, um, you aren't sworn to someone. Right. And aren't, like, bound to the school specifically, too. Like, you're kind of on your own, like a rogue. Yeah. And she's like, well, I guess that's, uh, I guess that's what I am. Um, Right. And they say, like, that's, that's not normal. Like, that's kind of strange. And she's like, yeah, that's true. Uh, (laughs) It's pretty strange where I come from. Right. Like, you're not wrong. (laughs) I know what I am. (laughs) (laughs) um and she's just not really able to say that like she is promised right to someone because that would mean she has to tell them why she's here Mm -hmm. so and then nikolai like leaves does his little thing um and they're kind of walking like i love you they're kind of walking back and stuff and victoria starts kind of pressing or not pressing, but being like, oh, well, I have a brother, um, and he's also in the States. We haven't really heard from him in years, you know, but we love him, all these things. And Rose is like, I, mm, 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 I can't do this. And, like, Black disassociates for a few minutes while... Oh, yeah, because Victoria's like, oh, yeah, like... Um, like, he's pretty cute. <laughs> he's pretty cute, like... Paul looks a lot like what Dimitri did at that age. Yeah. Like, I can show you more photos. And Rosal's like, actually, I'd rather die. Right. Thank it's you. like, actually, great. Uh, Thank you for suggesting that. I would, I'm going <laughs> to jump off this bridge, actually, <laughs> instead. <laughs> um, and Victoria notices that uh, Rose has just checked out of the conversation. Just, just like, fully just great. fully glass eyes. <laughs> like, nothing going on. Um, and she's like, are you good? and hey i don't know you but, but it uh, seems like you're freaking out you... um yeah <laughs> and i was like yeah you're so true bestie um i need to tell you guys something uh let's go you need to sit down with sit down with the fam uh... and break some news here and she's like okay let's go um and this scene is traumatic <laughs> it sucks so bad it's so because... bad Rose is trying her goddamn darndest to just choke this out. Right. And it is, we've just met these women. Right. And yet it is so, their personalities feel so clear. Mm-hmm. Especially when um, they mention, like, 
I think I think it was Dimitri's mom who's like Saint Vladimir's. Like, yeah, we know who we know what that right. is. Like, that's, like, that's cool. where you've been. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they keep just like um, interrupting her, which is like kind of <laughs> I get what they're coming from, but they're they all seem like they're always bustling. They're always talking over each other. You know, that's the family vibe. It seems like, um, but oh, Rose yeah, is on the family. brink of tears, <laughs> trying to like oh. convey some very important news. And very sad and news. Just staring straight into her soul. And they're just like, oh my god, St. Vladimir is so sick. That's cool. That's that, is that where Dimitri was? And she's like, you guys, I need, can you let me finish? <laughs> I need you to. Like, we totally heard about what happened there. Right. That's where you were? That's where Dimitri yeah. was? And she's, she's like, yes, ladies, guys, ladies. you don't understand. <laughs> uh, and she finally spit is able to spit it out of being like, Dimitri was very heroic and went out to rescue some people and got overtaken. Um, and everyone's just like whispering and like freaking out and whatever. Um, and they're like, oh, he's dead. She's like, well, I mean, no, it's worse, uh, actually. <laughs> he is a Strigoi. And it would have been so easy for her to just confirm like, right. I think it was. I think it was uh, Elena who had said. Maybe it was Victoria. I don't remember. Um, one of them had said that. Right. Like, naturally came to the conclusion that Demetria was dead, and it would have been so easy for Rose to be like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure." Because <laughs> I think she even said, "Like that's what the school would have said." Yeah. Just to save them the pain, and it took so much bravery mm-hmm. really yeah to be like nah 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 he's not <sighs> and it hurts so goddamn bad that she just has to sit there and watch them all grieve yeah. when she really hasn't let herself do no that. not at all uh. and if she did um one, they'd probably think it was inappropriate. And they don't know, they don't know. That Their relationship, they just yeah, thought he, right. Yeah, they just thought he was her teacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <sighs> so chapter eight, we're still deep and fresh off the news, grieving, everyone's sad. Um, and, like, the air in the room is just gone. Like, it's very still. Um, but then, yeah. immediately after that, uh, Yeva and Elena are just like, alright, let's go. <laughs> Funeral planning time. Let's do it. <laughs> and just like, running around, speaking in Russian, you know, making plans, making phone calls, <laughs> you know. Um, Rose. I mean, Rose knows how this is. Yeah. Let's not grieve. Let's just... Right. Tip, yeah, typical, you know... <laughs> Uh, you know matronly vibes of being like all right next thing we gotta go <laughs> it's time to plan yeah. someone makes phone calls uh she, rose has a nice little conversation with sydney um here yeah weirdly sydney's being nice yeah sydney's being just, nice for the first time in her life which is uh nice <laughs> for her um and she's like hey i was kind of a bitch to you this whole time and maybe still now. Um, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I didn't realize that you like had feelings and that like you could have emotions and you were like carrying a burden like this this whole time. Um, and that sucks. So that's on me. I'm sorry. That sucks. 
Yeah, it's so interesting. Sydney has this like revelation in this chapter that one Rose can have feelings, mm-hmm. and also that Rose is um, really like polite mm-hmm. and tries to make people feel good, right, and comfortable, and mm-hmm. that. <laughs> that kind of throws Rose for a loop because she's like me <laughs> me you think me I'm polite and kind me, me? yeah mm. have I been fucking up what do you th- right am I losing my <laughs> edge <laughs> <laughs> what have I done wrong to make you think that right um, but I did think that was very kind because I think that Sydney, whether it's what she was taught or what she has seen, mm-hmm. but her feelings on uh, Hampiers and Roy have been very, really like one dimensional, and she's realizing that's not that's not how they work. It's not how life works. Oh, no, it does not. <laughs> um, we also get more info about this Abe guy. Dude, I don't know. Man. I got bad vibes from this this fella. Um, cause apparently, you know, that's he's like the main reason why, like, or there was orders right for Sydney to take Rose to where she wanted to go, right? Um, we never knew yeah. why or what that was or what the whole energy of that was. Um, right. But this Abe guy, he's not a royal, but he's, like, super important in everything. He's like a mob boss. He's like a mob boss, always fucking around in Russia, you know, doing big illegal money moves. Doing deals. Doing deals, you know. And he also seems to control a lot of, with his power, like a lot of the alchemists in the area to kind of do what he wants. Um, Yeah, because Sydney says that he's... It, for some reason involved in the process of making their tattoos. Right. Yeah. For whatever. Which, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Don't like that. So that, yeah, that sounds not great. Right. Um, but people call Abe Zmei, which is, means snake in Russian. Yeah. So that's not great. Yeah, I'm uh, not a good uh, precursor to the, the character of this man. <laughs> yeah. Not a good indication there. And it's not just like a garden snake, but like a like a mythical... Like all the snakes in, snake. in mythology that have done bad things <laughs> and have fucked things over. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Which is uh, wild. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, whatever. Apparently he's been, like, searching for Rose, mm-hmm. which is one of her, like, greatest fears. Yeah, and, like, on someone else's behalf that she doesn't know, you know, and nobody knows. Because she knows Lissa right. isn't searching for right. her. She knows uh, fucking Adrian isn't searching for right. her. So, why? <laughs> and also who? And whom? Because that's not great. Right, because Rose is also, like, it could be someone who's trying to get me back but it also could be someone that wants me dead you know like someone who wants me to just stop doing whatever it is i'm doing and why would she have any reason to think that it's not nefarious right you're right exactly all of the all these uh you know things feel very sketchy so seems pretty plausible it's not great yeah (laughs) 
I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) This weird, um, I mean, I understand why Rose did it because there's a lot of painful stuff that's happening Mm -hmm. with them planning the wake. Yeah. But I felt like this moment flashing back to the school was not necessary. It didn't really fit anything. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like out of place where Mm -hmm. these two chapters act really good on their or in connection with each other obviously of this whole new situation and understanding of grief and processing and all this stuff um and it feels like you're kind of just like taken out of that when you go back to a yeah. flashback and like you don't need to like check in on Alyssa <laughs> every chapter it doesn't like feel super necessary but maybe they're just like we now to see what's going on with Avery and, and all those things, but like setting, it's just like setting up things that will probably be relevant later, but like the timing doesn't feel all that right I or agree. necessary. It feels confusing, right? Especially when the conversation is very much a like Avery being naturally curious right. about Lissa and Christian's relationship right. when all that she has heard from the Queen's side of things is that. Lissa and Adrian are a thing. Right. Which is not true. (laughs) Which is not true and has been uh has been a common topic like throughout like we know this. Right. And a big frustration point of Lissa, but like this doesn't need to be now, you know, (laughs) because really all that we get out of this is that like Lissa's still pissed about being the queen's bitch, which like understandable. Um, and that Avery is thinking about Adrian in a way, you know, yes. that's really all that we learned from this. And it's like, that could have been and I feel like that would have somewhere been, else, anywhere else. It could have been somewhere else. And it, I feel like we could have as readers kind of gone to their, that conclusion since Adrian and Avery are more aligned age wise. Right. Yeah. Did I think it was funny that Avery was like, why do you just hang around a school? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) I just felt like it was kind of wild that that was being paired with Rose's extreme amount of grief right Right. now. Right, yeah. Doesn't really seem like the place. (laughs) I agree. But like, whatever, Rochelle. I someone finally said it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Avery needed to (laughs) at least pull the hammer down a little bit, you know? She's just the audience surrogate who's like, why do you just hang around a school? Right. You're not going to classes? Yeah. You're just hanging out? (laughs) Seems like a weird thing (laughs) to do. Reliving your glory days? Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing, dude. Um, This this service, and I think this is something that Rose had said to Sydney earlier, Mm -hmm. is she, Rose finds it confusing because like he's not dead. Right. Um, It's still beautiful. Um, especially because, like, and also kind of impressive, to be honest, yeah. that, like, in a matter of maybe a couple hours, the, theoretically, the whole town should Right. Yeah. Um, and it does, it's also hard. Yeah. Though, um, because, again, Rose is, like, out of place here mm-hmm. and isn't able to say, like, hey, um, that's my boyfriend. Um. I, can I be here too? And she just has to kind of like sit on the edges right. of this whole thing, yeah. which is just so awkward. 
just sitting there with Sydney. And it's like, Sydney's not going to be comforted. No. <laughs> no. God. Uh, it's just painful. Yeah. Painful thing to see. Uh... I mean, but it seems like there's a lot of people that are there for Dimitri's family, which is really what matters. Yeah. So. And she's like, you know what? <clears throat> Let's look. They can have their moment. And it's a beautiful send off. And, you know, they don't want to. They don't, like, and Sydney brought this up in the earlier chapter of, like, they're not going to acknowledge the in-between of what a Strigoi is. You know, like, in the in-between of life and death that a Strigoi inhabits. Um, it's one or yeah. the other. And obviously that distinction is very important for Rose. Um, but for his family, like, doesn't really carry the same weight and is as if he's dead and they should honor him as that. Um and Rose is like, okay, Ugh. okay, it still hurts me, Must though. Be nice. Gotta be nice, but... <laughs> uh, the end of this chapter, though, is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're... This motherfucker, Abe... Yeah. Shows like, up hey, bestie. <laughs> and Rose recognizes yeah. him. And I don't know from what. Which is interesting. Right. But there is a, a familiarity, so, which is interesting. Yeah, it's kind of spoopy. I'm wondering if it's maybe it's from the club or something. Yeah, that probably but I don't know. makes sense, given like the nefarious nature that he apparently has, you know. Yeah. Um, little rat. Little fucking rat. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little fucking sewer rat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm... I... I'm curious about this dude, um, but I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't trust this man at all. Um, Bad vibes. But I think that I... I'm just sad. Yeah, it's just like, ugh, emotional whiplash. (laughs) And it's just still the start of the book. Like, I think we're just past 100 pages. And it's like, what? How do we still have... Like, we're not even in it. Yeah. How much more trauma can we pack in here? I don't even want to taunt. I know. Just retroactively. (laughs) She adds more to spite us. She's like, you know what? Actually, fuck you. I've been thinking about writing a very sad addendum. So let's me just (laughs) go through all of these. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Yeah. I don't don't even want to taunt her with it. But um, there's chapters nine and 10 Mm -hmm. so we're getting we're just cruising through that's the benefit of these books they're just a quick little cruise through yeah which is great i love that um we have some amazing patrons to thank would you like to start us off absolutely thank you to katie black Ooh. Ooh. thank you to kylie thank you to alex dornan Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Bang, bang, bang. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Ooh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Bang, bang, bang. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Ooh. Thank you to Megan Patton. Bang, bang, bang. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Clara Bellicott. Thank you to Katya Karp. Ooh. 
Thank you to Hannah Dragomir. Ow! Ooh, ooh. Oh. Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Oh. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to Tess Avery. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Ooh. Welcome to the New upgrading family. Welcome. You're here. Welcome. Oh, shit. Okay. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Hell yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Thank you. We got immediately sued. Thank you to <laughs> Sophia Salinger. Woo! Thank you to Laura Flutty. Thank you to Dan Zeklos. Ooh. Thank you to Maria Swan. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh. And thank you to Emily Ozera. So I have a fan fiction here. This was sent in by Andy Peach. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is called The Late Shift. And it was written by After I Wake. Uh, This is a... This is a wild little crossover here. Um, of Sherlock and Vampire Academy. Okay. So, do with that what you will. Uh, the summary of this is, one night, Molly is working the late shift at the medical clinic when Rose shows up with a rather unusual request. (laughs) She'd gone through what had to be the 15th paper, when she heard a pounding at the clinic doors that gave her a start. She pushed away from her desk and hurried to the doors, looking out at them. Even though the clinic was open to any of the displaced at all hours, that didn't mean it was unlocked at all hours. That would have been foolish, with all of the things the seal liked to to throw at them. But the only person on the other side of the door was Rose, who looked rather roughed up. Molly quickly unlocked the door, and Rose came in. I need some chloroform, she said, getting her request out in between heaving breaths. Molly gave her a curious look. Why exactly do you need chloroform at 2 a.m.? I may have gotten into a scuffle, and I may have a tall, dark, and ugly thing. I need to make sure stays knocked out well well, I take it to Dean or Sam or Bobby or some... Wait a second. They did not say... Okay. Molly's eyes widened and she nodded. I have chloroform, but I also have injectable sedatives and a few other things that might do the trick, she said. She took a critical look at Rose. And I'm going to have to insist I take a look at you. I'm cool, Rose said, shaking her head. I insist, Molly said, her tone a bit more insistent. Rose looked over at her, then gave her a bit of a defeated look. I look like shit, don't I? And soon. Damn. This is, there are so many fandoms just like thrown together. Right. <laughs> here. Just a weird little 
Just a weird little hodgepodge. Yeah, I'm into it. (laughs) Also, Rose Hathaway slamming up against the door, being like, chloroform, please. (laughs) Right. I need it. Instead of her just being, like, knocked out because she tripped on a molding bed is a nice change of pace. What a wild piece of literature. We have so many pieces of television that we have recommended to you all. Yes. What we need from you all is to give us a suggestion for our May bonus Jonas. Yes. So send that in to us. Absolutely. Um, Otherwise, tell your friends uh, so that they can get caught up on our show. Yeah. And our book that we're reading. And as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get with. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.